Welcome to this week's episode of the Baseball Together Podcast. Baseball Family Brig is out this week, but I have a special guest host. And this week, we're going to talk about another no-hitter. Fernando Tatis Jr. is back and the Fill the Dream game. Nine Plus Us presents the Baseball Together Podcast with your hosts, Blackjack Brad and Kansas City Little Big Briggy Blue Eyes. And now, Baseball Together. Welcome, baseball family. Like I said, Brig is out this week dealing with some personal matters, but instead we have Denise of the North Chicago Baseball Together podcast. Thanks for joining me, Denise. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you for coming on. It was a last minute thing, so I really appreciate you making time and and joining me tonight. So let's get in this. We have like a surprising amount to talk about. I wasn't sure even really what we we're going to do, um, but I was kind of going through some news. It's been two weeks and we got another no hitter. Tyler yeah. Gilbert of my in-town Arizona Diamondbacks <laughs> in his first big league start throws a no-hitter against the formidable San Diego Padres. Uh, that is the eighth no-hitter of the year. Uh, his line, I mean, obviously complete game nine, nine innings pitched, um, five strikeouts, three walks. Pretty good. Pretty good for a guy's big league debut, I'd say. Yeah, I, I think that was uh... – I, I remember I was looking at that and I, I got the notification, you know, that, you know, that there was a no hitter watch going and I had to read it about three times to, I'm like, wait, somebody's from the Diamondbacks is no hitting the Padres. <laughs> and I, I told one of my friends and I said, dude, Tyler Gilbert from the Diamondbacks, he's a couple outs away from uh, no hitting the Padres. And he even looked at me and he said, wait, what? And, uh, so yeah, I, I thought that was pretty impressive, and I, I think I said like he's only the what is it like the third or fourth player in history to do that to do a no hitter in his uh in his major league start. I think I read that. Yeah, I think I think it was his third. Um, I think we saw uh, somebody posted on the Facebook group on the private Facebook group that it uh-huh. was the third, and one of them was a guy first name Bumpus. Bumpus, yeah. Bumpus eyes. <laughs> All I think is the Christmas story. <laughs> That's the only reason I remembered yeah. any of that was because yeah. the Christmas story reference. But but not only is it like that momentous moment for you know as far as a, a kid in his major league debut, but that's the first no hitter actually thrown at Chase Field. I mean, you've had guys, you've had Kurt right. Schilling, um, you've had Zach Greinke, Randy Johnson, those oh, guys. Randy Johnson. You know, Randy... Yeah, how did he never have a no hitter there? Like, I have I... no idea. I read that too, that it was, you know, the, the first no hitter. And I, I went, wait, what? I'm like, how, how, is, how did Randy Johnson never have a no hitter for the Diamondbacks? And he may have had one on the road, but yeah, right. never one at Chase Field. And, you know, as a, as a lifelong Mariners fan, that's kind of a good thing for me, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, uh, that his no hitters remain at the kingdom. So <laughs> I'll take that. I'm fine with it. Absolutely fine with it. But no, and then the other thing was, since I'm local and I go to, I go to D-backs games, I was like, hey, maybe the Diamondbacks will celebrate some way because I'm actually going to the game Tuesday night, Tuesday, found out about ten dollars Tuesdays, night? yeah, yeah, against the Phillies, okay. and so I was like, maybe they're going to celebrate. Got an email today, actually, they're doing nine dollar tickets uh, to celebrate, but I'm already going to the game. It's when Seattle's in town, so like, oh. of course, of course. <laughs> But it's fine. We've got better seats than what the nine dollar tickets are are uh, are giving out. So it's fine. It's fine. But anyway, 
Let's move on to your Chicago Cubs, Denise. Let's talk about your favorite pitcher. <laughs> Let's talk about your favorite pitcher, Jake Arrieta. Yeah. He was what? Outright, like outright release, not even just DFA. Just, yeah. So, that's... I mean, he started the season off great. He was actually the best pitcher we had, um, you know, for the first month and a half. And um, he kind of, he struggled a bit, kind of end in May. Um continued to, you know, kind of back and forth throughout June. And then after the all-star break, I mean, he, he's just, he's been horrid. He he can't get through two, three innings without giving mm-hmm. up uh, like, you know, six, seven runs. I think I saw, so his last start um, before we released him. And I, I think we were playing, I don't remember if we were playing the Brewers or if it was the series before. It had to be the Brewers because we just got done with the Marlins. So, um, but yeah, I mean, he gave up. It was like 10 runs or something like that in the second inning. And I think in the last seven games, his ERA was like over 12 in the last seven games. I mean, it, it was insane. And, you know, when they, when they signed him in the off season, I was kind of like, uh, well, we'll mm. see how it goes. You know, I was always kind of optimistic, hoping he'd, he'd kind of get back to that 15, 16 form he was in because he struggled, yeah. you know, he struggled with uh, with the Phillies. Um, but, yeah, they just, after that, um, after that outing with the Brewers, I think that was, you know, just the last straw. I mean, they, they already traded away everybody and their grandma, you know, at, at the <laughs> yeah. trade deadline. Yeah. Um, you know, 90% of the, of the starting lineup every day is they were all called up from triple a, or they Mm -hmm. were guys that we acquired in the trade that were still, you know, even still minor leaguers. Um, So it doesn't surprise me that they were just like, you know what, this it's not working. And they just granted him his outright release. Um, So I I wasn't surprised and he, he didn't have a good press conference afterwards either. Um, and I oh, think man. that might have contributed a little bit to it. I don't think that was like the deciding factor because obviously mm. he just he could not pitch. Um, yeah. But yeah, he uh, he he didn't have a, a good press conference, uh, you know, a presser afterwards either. Um, so I, I wasn't super surprised when I saw that the next morning. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes I feel like with like the moves that the Cubs made, it's like we're fine losing in the name of de- of development. Right. Right. But you've got to be competitive on the mound. You can't just be given up. Yeah. You can't be given up 10 runs in an inning and expect that to be OK, especially when you've got all those young guys. And if he has a bad presser after, was it was he just like flipping about the loss? Did he seem like he didn't really care? Or was yeah. He I just mean, like, like in a bad mood about it they were kind of like asking him, like, I mean, when he was on the mound, I, I felt so bad for him, you know, after he gave up those runs, I think it was actually, it was like, I don't remember. It might've been just even in the first inning and just, I mean, the guy looked like he was going to cry. I, it was, it was bad. You could, you could see it in his demeanor. Um, You know, he just like, so he gets to the press conference and, you know, they're kind of asking him, you know, well, you know, what's going on? Do you think something changed with your release? Blah, 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 blah. And his reply was, I got nothing for you. Wow. I mean, that was it. And then apparently, and, you know, I don't want to pull, you know, politics or anything into this, but apparently he yelled at a reporter that had a mask on um, and basically said, 
I'll answer, you know, something along the line, like I'll answer your question if you take your mask off or pull your mask down so I can hear you. Something about that. Mm -hmm. Like he was yelling at the reporter for having the mask on in the press room. Um, Interesting. And, uh, you know, he, uh, you know, kind of brought that, like I said, I'm, you know, I don't want to pull that into it, but that I know that was, you know, part of it as well. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I, that news came out pretty quickly the next day. Yeah. That's um, crazy. It's, it's almost like one of those meltdowns where they had told him, they may have told him, you know, like you've got one more shot, right. You know, that, and if, if it doesn't work, it's not going to work. And I wonder if he, the, he saw the writing on the wall while he's on the mound and kind of having the realization like this might be it. Yeah, I don't know if anybody's going to pick me up after this. So I don't. I wonder if maybe that's why he's in such a bad mood. But I don't know. I, I I'm not trying to get in the mind in the like mind of somebody like that. But I know I'd be pretty upset. <laughs> right, right. You know, if and, my big league career was potentially coming to an end as I'm pitching, that'd be crazy. Yeah, yeah. that'd be and, crazy to me. You know, the, a lot of people were like, "Well, why would you get rid of him? Because he is still a starter. He can eat up innings, save the young arms. But at the same time, you got other people that are like." All right, clearly he doesn't have it. Why are you letting him take the place of a of a starter, like a young guy that we can bring up? Right. Mm-hmm. We've got yeah, you know, let those Justin young guys Steele get some experience. And, yeah, we got Justin Steele. He actually started tonight. Um, you know, Keegan Thompson is down in triple A. So I mean, we've got a couple of good young arms that they're trying to they've been, you know, coming out of the bullpen uh throughout um the season. Keegan Thompson actually made a start. Um, on my birthday, my birthday game, um, he made the start of the the night doubleheader, the game that I was at against the Dodgers, and he pitched fantastic. So, I mean, and then, you know, at that point, I, what Hoyer said, you know, when they interviewed Hoyer, and again, it, it's, you know, the general manager, take it for what it is. But, you know, he basically said they didn't want to just keep him on the staff to keep him on the staff, right? Mm-hmm. They signed a one-year yeah. contract with him. They said, you know, they talked to him and said that they had talked to him prior, you know, kind of to your point. And basically it was like, you know what, we're, we're not going to keep you on here. Um, let's give you a chance to get picked up somewhere else and, yeah. you know, and, and see if you can get picked up somewhere else. And, you know, he got picked up by the Padres today. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Padres had to put Darvish on the I.L., so now they got two Cubs pitchers. Um, <laughs> they had to put, you know, they had to put Darvish on the IL, and they they picked him up today. And Ariadne is supposed to start Wednesday. So if if the Padres use him as you know a guy that eats innings for them, mm-hmm. um, and I'm I'm kind of tossed with that. Right? Is that a, a good idea? Bad idea? Um, they. It, it really is. I mean, I joked with you earlier, we're going to play good idea, bad idea, and I'm going to put it right here on the first one. That's yeah. a good idea. It's a good idea because at this point in the season, and this is actually where it's going, is that's a perfect, perfect segue there, Denise. Thank you very much. Absolutely perfect transition. Um, with the Padres, I mean, sometimes you just need a warm body out there. Right. You know, like that's, that's an incredibly off, offensive team. And, you know, they've got good pitching. They've got some of the best pitching in the big leagues. They're struggling right now, though. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know, sometimes you get those injuries. And you're just like, we just need to throw a warm body out there who can go six innings for us. Go five, six innings. And we'll let the offense see if the offense can just make up the, 
you know, where we're lacking in defense today. And I don't know if it's going to work for the Padres. They're having some major issues right now. I mean, obviously they just got no hit by the Diamondbacks. Yeah. That's bad. Yeah. But at the same time, the very next day, they came out and had an offensive explosion and they beat them. And having that no hitter, I mean, that's not, it's not something that, I don't want to say it's odd, right? Um, you know, mm-hmm. being the Diamondbacks, but you see that a lot of times with uh, with young pitchers that the the hitters have never really seen much of them before, and yeah. they just they get fooled by all their stuff, right? I mean, we'll mm-hmm. you know they throw before the Cubs tanked, but in past years, you know, we would see some, you know, we'd play somebody. I'm just gonna throw you know the Pirates out there because they're always at the bottom of the National <laughs> League. Central, you know, they'll throw some, it'll be August, September, and they'll throw some, you know, no name guy out there. I'm like, oh, this guy's making his major league debut, you know, and I'm looking him up in AAA and he's got like a, you know, five or six ERA. And yeah, yeah, we throw two hits against the guy, you know? So, Mm -hmm. I mean, I wasn't like surprised they got no hit with their struggles. And then again, it's somebody that they're not familiar with. They, maybe they can't pick up his pitches. He's throwing new things at them. But, and I can see the point of Arietta, like you said, good idea, you know, eat up some innings, rest your bullpen and stuff for the playoff run. I, they're pretty far back in the NL West. I think they're like 10 and a half back. From yeah, the I don't think they stand any chance making the NL, like winning the NL West. I think all along um, they were going to have to be a wild card team. And right now the wild card, we'll get they more into this later. They've got two and a half games on the Reds right now, but right. honestly, I don't think the Reds will catch them. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, the Reds won tonight because you know they played the Cubs. Um, but <laughs> this is my life, Brad. Um, but I mean, yeah, I I went to look at that at their wild card standings, and I'm like whoa, they're not that far ahead for that second lead. And I agree. I think the Padres Mm -hmm. will ultimately take it. Um, But to me, I don't know if, if I was a Padres fan, am I comfortable enough with a two and a half game lead to throw a guy like Arietta out there and hope he can get some innings without giving up a ton you know, I mean, the, like I said, yeah. he's barely getting through three, four innings with us the mm-hmm. last two months when he was with the Cubs. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's going to be tough for him because, I mean, there are a lot of teams in the league, like good teams in the league that have a terrible number five starter. Yeah, absolutely terrible number five guy. And they get and they get through it. So I don't know. They might. But if I mean, if he's supposed to be taking you Darvish's spot for however long, you know, 10, 15, 20 days. That can it can be brutal, be brutal right. in those few starts. But and to um, be fair, wasn't Darvish struggling for a little bit too? Like yeah, he hasn't been last couple of starts. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's one of those things where he had a lingering injury. I feel like that a lot of pitchers this year have had lingering injuries, and they've gone three or four starts before they finally do something about it. That happened with Justice Sheffield in Seattle. Um, mm. It finally got to the point where everybody was like, "Just send him down. Just send him down." He has no control, no velocity. He's getting shelled every time he's going out. And then finally they're like, oh, he's got a major oblique injury. Yeah. And that's okay. honestly that that's been the <laughs> that's been the MO of the the Cubs all season too. Somebody gets yeah. shelled and all of a sudden they're on the IL the next day. So like uh mm-hmm. 
two, three starts ago, you know, Arietta got lit up and next day he's on the IL. Alzale had a really bad game like mid-June and the next day he went on the IL with the blister. Um, I mean, yeah, it, it's, I'm waiting for Hendricks to go because Hendricks got nailed by the Brewers <laughs> a couple of games ago and I was like, Hendricks to the IL, but he did it. Um, but yeah, the, I, I agree with you that that kind of seems to be this year that the these pitchers, you know, they're usually doing really good and then they'll have, you know, they'll give up maybe three, four runs a couple of games in a row and then all of a sudden they could just get hammered. And then yeah. the next day they're on the IL. Yeah, it's it's one of the, like I'm in a I'm in a Mariners group on Facebook and honestly I can't tell you why because I mean you know you know but anyways um, there was a lot there was one guy he's like oh yeah I bet he is injured it's like no that's probably why he's been terrible like he's probably been injured for a long time he's just right. trying to play through it because right. that's what competitors do but anyway back to back to the Padres here real quick I wanted to talk about this. Uh, Fernando Tatis has missed pretty significant time this year with a shoulder injury. You know, we saw him, um, I think it was back in like April or May where he had, he has that helicopter type swing where he lets the front with the back end. Yeah. That really goes, you know, and it, it seemed like it did a number on his shoulder on one particular swing. And it seems like it's been lingering mm-hmm. kind of off and on since then he's missed time again because of it. And so now the Padres had him come back this weekend to play right field. They, they right moved him field. out of shortstop to the outfield. Denise, before we get too far into this, what do you think? Good idea or bad idea? Now, remember, specifically, they moved him to prevent injury. Right. And for me, um, I I don't like it. I think it's, I, I think it's a bad idea. Um the way that I view that is so this this I think I think it's his third time on the IL this season with that injury. I think you're right. Was, I think it is. Yeah, it was really early in the season. So he signed that mm-hmm. huge contract in the offseason, right? It's really <laughs> early in the season. And yeah, it was on a swing and you saw his arm just kind of hanging there. And then the reports came out that he's had this injury since like the minor leagues. Like it, it's nothing new. It wasn't so, on that swing that he injured his shoulder. He's yeah. had this, and they've hit. It's him. probably like a loose jointed thing. Like I've got yeah. my left shoulder is incredibly loose jointed. Legitimately, I had to hold on to the bat with both hands, so I didn't have the exact same injury when I played. Right. So, so, um, so when that came out after he got hurt, right? I mean, people were ticked. They're like, "You just signed him to this, you know, five thousand year, twenty million, you know, two 200- hundred whatever it was, $300 million. 5,000 years, $2 billion. Yeah. And he's had the, he's got the shoulder injury. Like what? Um, So, so yeah, so he went out and he came back. He came back a lot sooner than I thought he would. Yeah. Um, I remember it was like, you know, usually you hear 10 day IL and they're out for like two months. Um, yeah, I, I yeah, it's ten days understand. because they're going to be back in fifty. It's ten days because they're going to be back in fifty, not because they're going to be got ten days. Ten day IL. I'm like, <laughs> you were due back like three weeks ago. Let's go. <laughs> um. So yeah, so he uh, he came back though fairly quickly. He was only out for what a week, if that. I and think so. Yeah. It was kind of like I don't remember if it was just before the All Star break or just after, but it was kind of like midsummer. He heard it again went back out and then, mm-hmm. yeah. And then he, now he just got back. 
to me, so this, it kind of is the opposite mindset of what we just talked about with Arietta, right? They bring uh -huh. in Arietta, maybe he's going to eat up some pitches, save some of their starters and not really the bullpen, but save some of their pitchers for the playoff run. But here mm -hmm. you're bringing Tatis back and putting him in a different position to prevent injury. Why don't you let him rest a little bit and try to continue to rehab and strengthen that shoulder so you have him in the playoff run? Because what happens if he gets hurt late September, right before the playoffs with that same thing yeah. because you brought him back too quick? Um, and isn't it his is it his non-throwing arm? It's his left arm, yeah. Because it's, his left, it's his left arm, and he's a righty, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So how I so that's the other thing I don't get. How is that preventing injury? I think what they're trying to prevent is uh, is diving on the dirt specifically. Oh, okay. But the, but this that. is the thought that I had when I saw that that they're moving to the outfield to prevent injury. I'm like, well, I can think of an of an outfielder who plays exactly the the same way he does, who was always injured, and his name is Bryce Harper. Yeah. Guys like that, they don't know how to not play that way, and I get it. You know, he's going to be in the outfield instead of diving on the dirt and hurting himself. He's, he's going to drive on the grass. The, yeah. He's going to run into the wall. Something's going to happen. He's still going to get hurt just because he, right. he plays a thousand miles an hour all the time, which is great. It's fine. It's fun and exciting, but it's not conducive to staying healthy is the problem. <laughs> no matter then, where you're at. That's on the my field. thing. I'm like, so are they going to tell him, like, don't ever slide head first? Um, you know, if he's running the bases, don't slide head first. If he's in the outfield, yeah, don't dive for any balls. If you can't catch it mm -hmm. standing up, just let it drop. Like, what do you, how do you tell him? And look at what happened to uh, Eloy Jimenez um, on the White Sox during spring training. He went to reach up to grab a ball right at the wall and dislocated his entire shoulder, yeah. you know? So yeah. it's like he was just making kind of, I mean, he really shouldn't have tried to jump and grab it because it was way <laughs> over his head over the wall. But still, like, yeah, a guy like Tatis that plays with everything that they have, how do you mm -hmm. tell him – not to play the outfield like you play shortstop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And really the, what it is, so his first game back was on Sunday against the Diamondbacks. He went four for five with two home runs. Okay. And that's I mean, that's why they brought him back, that they need that back. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. too bad he's not in the American League. They could just DH in the rest of the year, <laughs> protect yeah, from no himself kidding. in the field. Right, so. right. <laughs> but – Anyway, let's uh, real quick. Let's look at the wild card standings. I wanted to check in on this before we take our first break here. Um, so we talked a little bit about it. How the Padres they have two and a half games right now on the Reds. The Dodgers are leading the NL wild card. They have six games up on the Padres. I think honestly, I don't see the Cards or the Reds catching the Padres. You've yeah. got a few games there, um, and I felt like that was the Dodgers and the Padres. Those were the Dodgers and Padres slots to lose to begin with. Right. I mean, that's just the way that felt there, especially. And I think the biggest surprise of the year has been the Giants. Am I alone in this? Right. I expected, oh. yeah, I expected the Dodgers, and I'd have to go back to April and, and see what I predicted. Um, right. I But I expected the, the Dodgers or the Padres to kind of fight for the division. Um, and, you know, whoever won the division, the other one was going to be in the wild card. I don't think, I don't even know if I had the Giants in it at all. I don't, I'm like not even I, making a wild card. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, no. I think I had them down um, maybe even below the Rockies. 
is what I was thinking. I don't know for sure, but yeah, I can't remember. A year off sure did Buster Posey good. I think I had them third, but I didn't have them as good as they are. I definitely didn't have them in first. Yeah. And then in the American League, we've got the A's and the Red Sox. They are actually tied right now with the two American League wildcard spots. Then you've got the Yankees are two games back. The Blue Jays are four and a half back. The Mariners are five and a half back. Uh, and then you've got the Rays, who are on top of the AL East by just a couple games. It looks like three games. And yeah. I I wouldn't even put it past the Rays to go on a losing streak and end up in the wild card. And then the Red Sox winning that division. Um, and the Rays possibly even even losing their way out of the wild card at the way that they're – with how inconsistent they can be. The Mariners have swept them. I mean, they've played – so the Mariners and Rays have played seven times this season. Mm-hmm. The Mariners won six of those games. Wow. I have no idea how, but somehow yeah. they managed. Because <laughs> I don't think the Mariners are that good of a team, is despite only being five and a half back in the wild card. Right, right. I don't know. I well, don't the know. Cubs got swept by the Marlins, so I mean, the entire season. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. And with that, let's take a break. When we get back, Denise is going to get a rundown. No matter which ballpark you're at, you want to rep your team. Now you can with 9 Plus Us. Welcome to the Big City Series. With every design available in your team's colors, you can fit in with the home crowd or stand out on the road. Either way, we have the colors you crave. Shop the Big City Series and find designs that rep your favorite baseball podcast, cheer from the cheap seats, and much more. Shop the Big City Series only at 9plusus.com. You know what, Brig? What's that, Brad? I'm just not much of a coffee drinker. Boy, I knew that. You're still stuck in your yummy phase. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so what What exactly do you do to get it going in the morning? I know I know it is not a good night's sleep. You're right. It's not. Instead, I drink Ray's. I tried a ton of different energy drinks over the last few years to help me get up in the morning, and it is by far the best tasting. It's mildly flavored, yet still flavorful. There's no crash, so I actually feel like I can finish the workday when it wears off around 2.30. Visit repsports.com, that's R-E-P-P sports.com, and use code BTPOD at checkout to support the Baseball Together podcast and to get 15% off your sampler pack, variety pack, or custom order of Ray's Energy. Welcome back, baseball family. Uh, so this is Denise's first time on the, this podcast, the big show. She, Like I said, she hosts the North Chicago Baseball Together podcast. Check her out monthly. She does the best job out of all of us, I feel like. Does a fantastic job covering the Cubs. Uh, but since this is her first time on this show, we're going to give her a rundown like we do with all of our guests. So, Denise, are you ready? Ready as I'm going to be. There goes my voice. Sorry. <laughs> I gotta apologize. I have to explain this really quick. So I did a tough mutter over the weekend. Um, so I have softball Friday night. And then Saturday, I did my first ever tough mutter event. Um, and then uh, Sunday, yesterday, I was at a charity bike run listening to a live band. So there was a lot of kind of talking very loud, singing with the band. So my <laughs> voice is a little bit cashed today. So it, it kind of goes in and out. So I apologize if it cracks. It's good content. We love it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, here we go. First question. What is your quest? What is my quest? Um I don't even know how to answer that. Uh I got like 
I, I'm going to have to ask you to elaborate because I'm not quite a hundred percent sure what you mean by that. No elaboration. What is your quest? Oh, what is my quest? Um, I guess in, in, uh, we'll, we'll keep it to baseball here in baseball terms. Um, honestly, to, to kind of keep improving and, and, uh, I guess training, training, I guess, um, but keep improving myself and learning uh, as much as I can, not just about the Cubs, but more baseball in general, like expand um, kind of my horizons. I know a lot about the NL, but not so much about the AL. So maybe pick there that up. Very good. And what is your favorite color? Purple. How would you describe Javi Baez using one word? The first one that came to mind is magician, just because of his nickname. So I'm going to leave it at that. That was the first thing that came to my mind. What is the maximum allowable age that is appropriate to bring a baseball glove to a baseball game? Cut, you cut out the maximum allowable age to bring a baseball glove to a game? Yes. I don't think there's any limit to that. I agree. Very good. I'm bringing my glove what? to the game on September 10th. Go ahead. Absolutely. <laughs> Self-defense. You got to have your glove there. We're in prime foul ball territory. Yeah. There you go. What is the name of your autobiography? <laughs> um, man. I would have to say, <laughs> I don't even know. Um, probably, I, you know, I, I would have to go, um, I'm just a girl living in a sports world. There you go. Um, if baseball was an ice cream for, what would it be? Rocky Road. <laughs> <laughs> good that's good coming from a cubs fan that's good (laughs) okay you're a celebrity guest on a game show what's the show i'm a celebrity guest on a game show you're the celebrity guest what is the game game show? show what's the show uh jeopardy would you compete would you like would you do well do you think i think so i i'm full of useless information um hey my, my dad actually my dad actually tried out for jeopardy years ago and actually i did too i auditioned yeah um my dad got further than i did um he actually made it to the final round right before you get on the show and then he got a little oh that's game. cool um i that's made really it cool. two, i made it two rounds in um nice. but yeah so i yeah i, I think i especially the celebrity editions because there some of those questions are a little bit easier that's true that's true but yeah <laughs> If the Cubs were a drink, what would they be? <laughs> Which version of them? Uh, <laughs> the current iteration. <laughs> Malort <laughs> at this point. <laughs> I'd have to go Malort. We had, I think the best one we had was, um, we had a Boston Red Sox fan said, you know, most of the time it's orange juice and toothpaste. Sometimes it's champagne, but mostly it's orange juice and toothpaste. (laughs) All right, last question. How would baseball be different if the Dodgers had not moved from Brooklyn? Um, hmm. Well, I don't think, um, I mean, honestly, 
in my opinion, I think it would just be different divisions, right? Um, I mean, I, I don't think we'd have, you know, a Mets team. And, and I guess it would depend on where you would throw the, the Dodgers. Um, you know, would they have, you know, would they have been in an AL? Would they have been in an NL? You know, because teams have flip-flopped a couple of times. Mm-hmm. You know, Houston's yeah. gone back and forth. The Brewers have gone back and forth. Um, I just, honestly, I think, I think it would still be similar. Um, I, I, because, you know, Jackie Robinson would still, you know, he still came up, um, before they moved from Brooklyn. Right. Mm-hmm. Am yeah. I thinking my history, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. You're um, right. So, I mean, I think honestly, it's just the location, you know, the, the Dodgers wouldn't be, probably wouldn't be the popular then California team. Um, they'd have somebody mm. else. And, and I don't think then would we, would we have three New York teams? Um, or would, you know, would they have mm. just stuck out there? You know, would the Mets not exist? I can't imagine the Yankees not existing, but it'd be nice, yeah. but I can't imagine the Yankees not existing. <laughs> Sorry, Brig. Um, uh, I don't know if, you know, would we have, I, I don't think it would, I honestly don't think it would make a whole lot of a difference. Um, I think it would just be the, the geographical changes. Yeah. And I, I've always thought like, I, I love asking this question because it does provoke a lot of thought. And I've always thought that like, there would still be an LA team. They just wouldn't be the Dodgers. And there's right. the great potential for, instead of the two, two of the biggest brands in baseball being in New York, and then the other being in LA, instead you've got two of the biggest brands in New York, right? right? Like how big would an LA team if it didn't have the Dodgers name with it that brought everything with it from Brooklyn? So it's it's fun to think about. I mean, Disney Plus just launched their what if, maybe we'll start doing what if baseball questions and do whole episodes yeah. on it. I don't know. That'd be fun. Yeah, and I, like I said, I think that's just the point is I don't think the game itself would be different. I think it would just be who's going to be popular. You know, it's the geographical thing. Who would be yeah. popular where, you know, like you said. Yeah. All right. Very fun. Great job, Denise. Let's take a quick break. and we come back, we're going to talk about the Field of Dreams game. I'm Jason. And I'm David. And we're the hosts of the Non-North Sports Podcast, where the home of sports talk for everyone. Join us bi-weekly as we talk about the happenings in sports. You can find the Non-Letter Sports Podcast on Anchor.fm, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever else you find your podcasts. Welcome back, baseball family. So let's finish up today with the biggest event, I mean, really in a very long time. This was a big deal. The Field of Dreams field of dreams game i want to make it singular for some reason i don't know why i did in the intro and i continue to do it so it's the field of dreams plural dreams game put on by mlb in iowa uh thus far i mean so it was between the white Sox and the yankees uh to date the yankees are the only team in the history of major league baseball to have never won a game in iowa so well i guess to be to have only, lost, I guess, lost all their games in Iowa? I don't know. Anyway, and unfortunately for you, Denise, as a Cubs fan, uh, the White Sox are the only team to be undefeated in Iowa. Yeah. Yeah, I watched So <laughs> we all watched. And that's the thing, is that this drew the highest ratings for a regular season game in 16 years. And in my opinion, the game itself could not have been better. Oh, yeah. Like, that was – that it finish was, was – 
it was awesome outstanding yeah. and one of the coolest things like the one thing watching that game was like i just want to see a home run go into the corn i don't know why but i saw it and it was awesome every time it, it was just it was so cool yeah because nobody's <laughs> out there to catch it right you, you know you're yeah fans being out unless the, unless it leaves the ballpark that they're in um and even right. then you, know, you got the ball hawks outside the stadium but nobody's there to catch it it's just sitting in the cornfield yep. Yeah, it was so cool. It was awesome to just watch the ball go down and disappear, and that was it. That was the yeah. end of the baseball. Yeah. <laughs> it's like out into like the next life or something. I don't know. But that was really cool. It was a good watch. I liked what they did with the stadium, how they had all the padding was that faux wood. I thought that yes. was a cool touch. Um, the hand-operated scoreboard, how they scoreboard. had even had people wearing um, like era-appropriate clothing mm-hmm. on the scoreboard. I thought that was really neat. The batter's eye was – so out of place, but also like fine, just because it's got to be there, yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But but everything about the stadium was really cool. It was it had a very a very high school feel to it. Mm-hmm. Small stadium out in the middle of nowhere. Um, they kept they kept showing overhead how they had the movie the movie field right next to it, and there were people over there playing. It was just like I think they made the made the comparison at one point during the game. That's exactly what I thought of. It's like watching a high school football game where you have the game going on over here, then all the little kids over here playing their own game of football. Yeah. Yeah. And they, you know, had people over on the other field playing baseball and stuff. I thought it was really cool. Looked like a really cool atmosphere. I don't know if ever in my dreams I could afford something like that because it was like $1,400 to get in. (laughs) Just like. (laughs) I'm wondering that price though. Was that the. Because I, I saw a lot of the resale prices, right? And that's what they uh-huh. were listed at was, you know, a couple thousand. I saw some for like 20 grand, which was my goodness. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I didn't really look into it enough. I don't know if that was the face value of the tickets because you had to be, you had to be entered, right? You had to enter a lottery. Okay. Yeah. And then if you got picked in the lottery, um, so it, it's kind of like, I know for the Cubs, they, they do that for playoff tickets when they put them to the general public. You enter a lottery, um, and if you get picked, you get an opportunity to buy tickets. Um, and that's how they did it for this, is, is if you wanted a chance to buy tickets, you entered a lottery, and if you got picked, you got, a chance, you, know, you got the chance to buy tickets. I don't know if there was a limit on the tickets, um, but I don't know if that was face value or not. Those were just the prices I was seeing like aftermarket. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think yeah, I, I saw that. that face value. I think I saw that online too, but you're right. I don't know if that is face value, but at the same time, Major League Baseball is trying to make up for a pandemic shortened season. So it might oh, be. Oh, very true. Right. <laughs> you know, they might be like, this is our chance. Hike them up as much as we can and then make it. I mean, that so much, there's such scarcity with it because you don't know at that point, you didn't, you didn't know if there was going to be another one. Right. You know, if it exactly. was fine, but it wasn't great. Major League Baseball might've been like, you know, the juice isn't quite worth the squeeze. Let's, let's find something else to do. But uh, it was a, major success they're gonna do it again next year it's gonna be august 11th and it's gonna be chicago cubs versus the cincinnati reds and i think that's awesome um at first i did see somebody say at one point they said they should just have the west playing this game every single year because of the movie Mm -hmm. which makes sense you know but at the same time i don't honestly care about the white Sox. As much as I loved those throwback uniforms, I'd like to see somebody else 
bring yeah. make it like make it like the NHL Winter Classic because those are just the original six who play those games, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And the Blackhawks have been in a few of them. Um, I actually went mm-hmm. to one a couple of years ago, but um, yeah, it's it's usually like the Red Wings, the uh, the Bruins, the I know the Blackhawks have been in it. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know if it's always the original six, but I think one of the teams is like always the one of the original six. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And I, I mean, the Yankees aren't one of the originals, even in Major League Baseball. So, you know, that's already shot in the face right there, I guess. But, but yeah, but I think like, they're one of the most storied. They, yeah, they are. You know? They are definitely one of the most storied. Yeah. And, but keep it to those, like, keep it to teams from the era. Right. right. That's that's what I think you can do. Cubs, Reds, Yankees, White Sox, um, Pirates, Pirates. I don't know how much they draw, but people are going to want to go to the game regardless of who's playing. Yeah. So and, um, bring the and Dodgers out. Be... Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just saying bring oh. the Dodgers out just as one of those another one of those storied franchises. Go ahead. Right. No, I was going to say, you know, to be fair, I mean, the, the Cubs triple A team is in Iowa. They're they're in Des Moines. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I don't, I don't know off the top of my head how far Des Moines is from, where was it in D- Dubuque? Where was the? Where I think it's Dubuque. Off? Yeah, it was in Dubuque, right? Yeah, I think so. Honestly, my Iowa, my Midwestern geography is terrible, first off. I've spent so little time in the Midwest, I have no idea where anything is, and we've had this discussion. But uh, It's right next and I don't know it. <laughs> <laughs> But, but no, I think no, I think the Cubs are obviously going to draw very well. You know, like you said, the Triple A team just right there in Iowa. And either way, I mean, Iowa to Illinois—that's not far, right? No. Um, Anybody who watched the game, you could hear the presence of White Sox fans at that game. It was oh yeah, From dominantly Chicago, White Sox fans. Chicago to Dubuque is only—I want to say it's only—I could probably map it really quick, but I mean, it's only yeah. like a couple couple of hours um because my my dad's side of the family is from the quad cities um okay so 122 miles from from me so i'm in the northwest suburbs of chicago um i'm about a half hour northwest of the city without traffic so from here it's a two and a half hour drive to dubuque okay that's yeah that's easy that's easy so that that's cool um but so Let's talk about the game for a minute. What were some of the things, Denise, that you saw that you liked about it? I mean, I talked about like the environment itself. What did you think about it? And you know what? It's in it was in Dyersville, not Dubuque. I knew that wasn't okay. Right. Um, it was bothering me, and I had to look it up. Uh, it was in <laughs> Dyersville, Iowa. Okay. Um, so, and I think that's a little bit farther. Um, eh, another twenty miles. So, okay. Um, I so I missed I missed the beginning. Um, because I was making dinner for my kids and all this other stuff. So I, I actually missed the beginning intro. I, I had to catch that on like YouTube when they finally, you know, people posted the video. Um, and even just watching that on, on my phone, I had goosebumps. I absolutely loved the beginning with Kevin Costner coming out of the cornfield, um, you know, kind of looking around at the stands. And then as he, approach center field, you know, all the players started coming out. Um, and the, the music in the background from the movie, you know, if, if you're a fan of that movie, you know, that music. Um, so yeah. I, I absolutely love the beginning. I think they nailed it. 
Um, the only thing that I would have liked to have seen, which, and maybe they tried and he just didn't want to come out, is I think it would have been awesome because it was the White Sox playing if Ray Liotta had come out as Shoeless Joe Jackson, right? And I don't know, maybe they tried to get him and, you know, he didn't want to do it. Um, I think it would have been great to see even James Earl Jones there, you know, Um, have him whisper in the background as Kevin Costner's walking out, looking around. Um, But anyways... The, so the game itself, um, you know, kind of a lot of the things you mentioned. I li- I liked the throwback uniforms. Um, I liked the the way that the you know everything was built. the The scoreboard was cool. Loved watching you know the home runs get hit into the corn because I mean that's it's a scene in the movie when when mm-hmm. you know Shoeless Joe first goes up to pitch and at, you know after a couple of pitches he tells Kevin Costner, hey, throw it right here. And he does, and he hammers it, and you just see the ball sail into the cornfield, right? So, I mean, yeah. it. a lot of it, I think they did very well. The game itself was great, um, even though it was Fox broadcasters. <laughs> you know, I have a I have a love-hate relationship with Joe Buck. Um, you and the rest of America. Uh, no, the rest of America has a hate-hate relationship with Joe yeah, Buck. Yeah, like, it doesn't bother me as much as I think he should. Um, and maybe it's just because I'm so used to his voice. Like, there are other announcers that bother me a lot more than he does. Not uh-huh. saying anything, but anyways, aside from the Fox broad, I, I still think they did a great job. Um, mm-hmm. And, I mean, like you said, you couldn't – that game was amazing. You know, it looked like the Sox were going to run away with it for a while. And then, yeah. you know, Judge hits the, the home run and, and Stanton hits the home run to you know tie the game and then tim anderson walks it off you know um (laughs) i i don't think you you could have had a had a better had a better ending to that um but i i think mlb they finally with all these gimmicks and everything that they've been doing a lot the last few years um Mm -hmm. you know they did they did the little league game in williamsport you know the call i think it was yeah i think they've done that Two, three times? Yeah. They've done it a couple um, times. Yeah, and I know the Cubs the Cubs and the Pirates was, I mean, they were 19, 18 or 19. Uh, they did mm-hmm. it. Um, and, it, I mean, it's cute, you know, and I like the game and stuff like that. But I, I think with all the weird gimmicky things that MLB has come up with, I, this one they just absolutely nailed. Yeah, it was crushed, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, and – and I, to your point, you know, talking about possibly bringing Ray Liotta on, I thought that was the one thing that was missing. It was like, if you're going to bring the theatrics of having Kevin Costner come out of the corner first and go and wander around and everything, you know, like, I was kind of like, okay, if you're, if you're going to do it, like, theatrical, bring more guys in. Because yeah. it's not like Kevin Costner wrote, directed, and starred in the movie. I mean, yes, he's he's the main person. He's the main character in the movie. He's the person who you think of when you think of Field of Dreams, but also Ray Liotta. Yeah. You know, bring in some of those other guys. Like, did they want Frank Whaley to come? Like, did they ask him? And then he just said no. And there's like, you know, bag it. Let's just go with Costner. You know, like, I think it would have been cool to have more people from the movie come mm-hmm. out and be a part of it. You know, and, and I've said before, I'm not a huge fan of the movie. Last time I saw it, I was young, so it kind of bored me. But anyways, I need to watch it again. But 
but I think I really think it would have added more to that dramatic beginning to have more guys like play out a little bit of the movie and then transition more into right. the players. Like you said, like Ray Liotta, like I think like specifically, this is the thought that I had in my mind. Have Ray Liotta come out of the corn, look around, kind of like, yeah, this is cool, you know, just kind of mime that and then turn around to the corn and gesture for everybody else to come out. And then the players come out. Right. You know, right. I thought that would have been something that would have been really cool to see that it's like he's welcoming them to this field that he's found because he's the first one to come out in the movie. You know, so yeah. I think that would have been a really cool way to welcome the players. But I'm not the director, so <laughs> that's not what they pay me and, to do. But, and like you said, I mean, like I said, I, maybe they did ask him, you know. And he, yeah, and he, he just didn't no. want to have anything to do with it. Um, I think it would have been cool if, you know, I, like I said, as Kevin Costner came out, if you heard the voice you know, in the background, you know, kind of pipe that voice in, you know, that if, if you build it, you know, uh, he will come or uh, that quote, um, you know, I thought that would have been cool too, but then you start border, you start getting borderline. Okay. Now it's getting too theatrical and it's getting too cheesy and you don't want to take it away. Like kind of just playing devil's advocate you don't want to take it away from the actual players that are there. Right. They're not, we're not right. recreating the movie, you know? Um, yeah. So yeah, it's kind of that fine line. And like I said, I, mm-hmm. I, I agree. Like I would have loved to have seen Ray Liotta there. Um, uh-huh. But, and maybe they did ask him and he just didn't want to come, but then how much, Yeah, maybe. I think they did just enough. Um, Cause they kept showing clips during the commercial of the movie, you know, and things yeah. like that. Um, which I thought was awesome. Um, so yeah, you just the at the same time, I, I think they did just enough. Um, but I agree. I think that just that one thing would have been better. Yeah. So I th- I don't know if this is back like based entirely on the success of the Field of Dreams game, or if they were just like now is a good time to announce this. But Peacock, the streaming service by. NBC, which makes sense, Peacock anyway. Um, they are going to they an- announced they're gonna launch a Field of Dreams show. It's gonna be a drama, yeah, which right. is strange because the guy who's writing it is a comedic writer because he's it's Michael Schur, he's the creator of or producer for The Office, Parks and Rec, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, three of my favorite shows. So I mm-hmm. like his work. I know that he's a huge, huge baseball fan. And so you've got somebody who loves baseball. You've got him coming in and making this show. I just don't know how it's going to be a show. Is it going to yeah. be a variety show where it's like, this week, coming out of the cornfield, we have <laughs> Lou Gehrig. You know? right? like, is that how it's going to be? Ty Cobb, that was my first thought. Nobody liked Ty Cobb when he was alive. Just remember that. Nobody <laughs> liked Ty Cobb. Yeah. <laughs> or he comes out and there's a fight. I don't know. Yeah. Because <laughs> that'd be pretty cool too. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I, I read that earlier. Um, I think I posted the, the link in our in, in our group. And um, uh-huh. you know, I didn't read a whole lot of detail into it. I kind of glanced over it, but I did see, you know, who the director was, and then I'm like, wait, so is this a comedy or is this a drama? And they said it, you know, it says it's a drama, and I'm like, yeah, these are all comedy, and they're like dry humor comedies, you know. Yes. Um, and yeah, I don't know how that's gonna work, and I really hope. And I, I know you're not a big fan of Field of Dreams. It's actually my it's my second favorite movie. 
um, of, of all time. Um, but I mean, I just, I hope it's not one of those shows where they just, they, they don't give it justice. I'm curious, really curious how it's going to work. And, and this is my thing with, with Michael Schur, with him being the guy who's making this movie, that um, he, he takes what he thinks sometimes is a bad idea and runs with it. But he does it really well. Like, mm-hmm. he thought the first little bit of Parks and Rec, like, I remember, so I listened to an interview of him on um, on the Dan Lebatard show where he's talking about this. He's like, he's like, the first two seasons, he's like, I have ruined Amy Poehler's career. She's one of my best friends, and I have absolutely ruined her career because of this stupid show. It's like, what have I done? What am I doing? And, and it took off, and it was huge, wildly successful. And, you know, like, he... He does really good work. Like I said, I enjoy the stuff that he does. I just don't know how it's it's going to turn into a sustainable series of a show. <laughs> so, yeah, and I, I don't feel know. I'll like, watch it though. Like, was this something that they've had in the back of their mind for a while? I mean, it has to be right because um, I can't mm-hmm. imagine that they were just like, "Oh, well, we'll announce this TV series now that the you know." The, the game took off and MLB had huge success, right? Like, did, yeah. did Peacock, like, call up Michael and be like, all right, so baseball, you know, MLB had a really good success with the, you know, thing. How about we do a show and you just direct it? Like, I imagine this is something yeah. that's been in the works and they timed it uh-huh. to, you know, be announced a couple of days after the game. But Yeah. Yeah, I and I, I really do wonder if the game had flopped, if they just been like, ah, we'll hold on to that one. Yeah, we'll we'll this idea. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. It'll, it'll be something to keep an eye out for. But last thing on this, Denise, with the Peacock Field of Dream series, one last one. Good idea or bad idea? Um, <laughs> I, I gotta, I, I gotta go. Bad idea. I think, I think you don't, you don't try to fix what's broken, <laughs> what's not broken. I should say, um, you know. And there, there are critics that don't like the movie. You know, uh, people think it's overrated. They think it's horrible. There are other people that absolutely love it. I'm, I'm one that loves it. But I, I'm not a fan of taking movies and just making them into TV series. Yeah, usually it's the other way around. You take it's a TV tough. series and you make it to a movie. And mm-hmm. yeah, I'd have to think long and hard about a successful TV series that was based off of a movie. Aside from Marvel and DC and all them, right? You know, yeah. there's, there's just because there's so Superman. much content to draw from on those, right? Right. Um, there's been a, but there's been a lot of spinoffs of those too, right? How many spinoffs mm-hmm. can you make off a of Field of Dreams? Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I still got to go. Bad idea. I can't, I can't imagine how this is going to do. Yeah, and I, I'm going to go. I'm going to agree with you. Bad idea. However, it does have. The potential to be really good if it's done well. Right, right. So that's what I'm going to be watching for. I am going to watch it. I'm going to see how it goes because I'm curious if it's going to be a baseball variety show of historical figures. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah. But but baseball family, let us know what you think. Do you think that the Field of Dreams TV show is going to be is a good idea, a bad idea? Is it is it going to go well? Is it not? I don't know. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you thought about the game itself. Like we said, fantastic game. You couldn't have planned that ending to be any better that was 
outstanding, absolutely amazing. And also, while you're online, go ahead and jump on the shop. That's 9plusus.com, N-I-N-E-P-L-U-S-U-S.com. Uh, tonight, I've got my uh, Korean baseball, my KBO, my NC Dinos hat, and my Seattle Foul Line t-shirt. Uh, the Foul Line series is one of my favorites. It's got the Foul Line of every single MLB team. Right field for American League, left field for National League, so we can kind of go with some of those historical, like, Boston, you got Pesky's pole. That's why we did American League in right field. Anyway, uh, and then you can go to baseballtogether.com. You can watch podcasts. You can listen to the podcast. You can always submit to the mailbag. There is a link in the navigation bar at the top, so you can get in there and send us an email. Drop your questions, comments, concerns, snide remarks. And if you want to send a message to Denise for the North Chicago Baseball Together podcast, you can select her podcast from the drop-down and send her an email as well, or me for the Seattle Baseball Together podcast. The baseball family, this has been fun. It's been real. Thanks again, Denise, for joining me. Thank you. I had fun. Thanks for having me. And we'll catch you next week.